Welcome into the Ravens Press Pass Podcast. It is Thursday, October 5th. The Ravens preparing for this week's matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And today we had a chance to hear from offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Last week, you know, halfway through last week, I'm like, you know, where the chunk plays, where are they? And as soon as they said it, Andrews breaks 35 yards, and then there were a few more throughout it. But it, does it feel like, I mean, obviously you want chunk plays to be, everyone wants chunk plays to be a part of your offense, but is the design a bit more where your consensus is just like, we're going to take exactly what they give us and march down the field. We feel that execution-wise, that'll, that'll be successful for us? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't think that's sustainable. Um, I mean, the number in order, turnovers, explosive plays, touchdowns in the red zone, lost yardage plays, third down conversions. That's how you win both sides of the ball. So don't turn it over. Be explosive. If you're not explosive, you better be damn good on third downs because you got to keep drives or fourth downs, conversion downs. And we've been explosive in the run game where we've got to get more explosive as in the pass game. We've got to find ways to create. Some of that's been a byproduct of the defense. Some of it's been a byproduct of play calling. Uh, some of it's been a byproduct that we've been ahead in the fourth quarter. We really haven't, you know, we've tried to take it a little bit, you know, take the air out of the game, sometimes successfully, sometimes not. But we know uh, you get 32 teams across the league, everyone's going to say we got to find a way to be more explosive. I think the air yards per attempt are down league-wide. It's just teams are having trouble throwing the ball deep on defenses. Have you seen defenses kind of evolve to take away the big play more, or why do you think that might be? I think there's more of that. I think schematically you're seeing more and more teams um, play in a certain style than there was a few years ago probably. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still um, within a given game, maybe not statistically over a year, but within a given game against the opponent you're playing. Does that make sense? So whether your goal is to get X amount of explosives within that given game, you're trying to not turn over and be more explosive than your opponent. I think in years past, you know, the offense would talk about how sometimes defensive coordinators would throw them game plans that they frankly didn't expect based on tendencies and stuff. Have you seen any of that this year? And I guess what do you think the kind of long-term benefits of that are basic defenses where maybe they do things with their curveballs that this defense? Um, you know, some of that might be true, but not, not really yet. Um, have not seen that. Some of the teams that we've played, I mean, we've played three of the four teams have been structured similarly, and they're married to really what they do. Um, some other teams are a little bit different in terms of how they schematically go up against Lamar. Um, and some of that has to do with formationally and who's on the field. That does have something structurally. I think a lot of that comes from not covered structure, but how big do you get? in terms of your personnel, like how many tight ends, how many big people. That's where a team has to get a little bit creative in terms of fitting gaps. Todd, we ask players this all the time, but is there some extra excitement being involved in a Ravens-Steelers game knowing the history of this rivalry? Oh, I think a divisional game. I mean, it felt like that the week before. You know, it felt like that going to Cincinnati. Um, I would think any anyone, I won't want to speak for coach, but I mean, when your number one goal is to win your division, I mean, that's what you set out to do is win your division. Um, then obviously it's huge. It's an AFC game. It's a divisional game. It's a rivalry game. Obviously the two head coaches have been in place for, you know, a long, long time in terms of number of games. So we're excited. We're excited to continue to grow as an offense, continue to 
execute each week at a higher level, and that's that's our goal. Coach, what has been specifically working for you guys in the red zone? We've seen you go way more to Lamar Jackson there than to rely on Justin Tucker like we've seen in past years. Well, it's players. I mean, it's um, – I shouldn't say all. I mean, obviously, it's it's all collectively. It's I think we've done a good job as a staff scheming it. Um, we've had players make plays. You know, you, you think of all the different – you know, we had a couple of third down – conversion touchdowns against Cincinnati that were huge in terms of a three-point win. Um, you know, obviously, Lamar adds a different element. Um, other teams at times down there to give themselves a chance to run the ball will go wildcat. Well, we don't have to go wildcat. Um, that doesn't mean we want to do that all the time, but he adds a different element uh, that allows for a defense to have to play for. And you're seeing that in terms of coverage structure. but. Coaches have done a good job scheming it. The staff has. Uh, the players have done a great job executing it. You can always assume both teams getting up for the, for this game, but the fact that the last six times the Steelers have been blown out, they've come back and won the next week. You've got to, you, again with Mike Tomlin, one of his skills is having his team ready and not you know going through his long-term drought. So it just it kind of like crap. Did that really happen last week against Houston for them, and now we got to deal with a little extra from them. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, it's a credit to them, but I mean, that's got nothing to do with this year. I mean, we'll see. We'll be ready to go, and I'm sure they'll be ready to go. Todd, uh, in about four weeks, do you feel like you start to uh, have enough information on your opponents, just their tendencies and stuff? And with that, do you feel that they have enough information on you to start to scout what you do? And how do you incorporate like tendency breakers or things that you can maneuver so you aren't solved necessarily? Well, it's a good balance. Um, I think every team has tendencies. I think it's knowing what those tendencies are. Um, how do you play off that? Because you're going to have strengths, and you've got to play to those strengths, be it personnel-wise or schematically, because you can't be recreating the wheel each week. Um, the key is, is what do we do well? What do they do well? What, how can we attack them? And they're thinking the same things. And um, we've got to do a good job of masking that, but still staying within the confines of what we want to be and what we want to continue to be moving forward. Having Watt and Highsmith uh, this week, does it help that you had two really good pass rushers last week? Are they structured similarly? And do you feel like that helps your offensive line this week? Well, first off, I'd prefer nobody has great pass rushers. It's a lot more fun that way. Uh, when you talk about scheming stuff up, that's, that's a lot more fun than when you're trying to figure out chip help and you know, those kind of things. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, Miles Garrett's a handful and the other guys they've got, and these guys are really good players. I mean, um, so we'll have our work cut out for us. We got to do a great job of staying ahead in the chains and, you know, getting the ball out. Do you kind of have an overall philosophy on how this offense benefits or maybe in some ways doesn't benefit from motion? I know you guys done a lot of different kind of things, so it's not just one particular brand of it, but when, how do you kind of fall and when it helps and when it hurts? Um, <clears throat> some of it's kind of the price of doing business, you know. I think when you face defenses, too, that are like really get off the ball on a snap count, they would say false starts or illegal procedures is kind of the price of doing business. I think there's part of that when you motion and shift, there's always give and take. The defense is moving. Run game protections where your IDs are. So there's there's a 
cost-benefit analysis, right, in terms of getting them to move, rotate, those kind of things, where it benefits you without too often times, and at times it has hurt us. You know, early on in the first game, that, that was. We hadn't really all played together, and, you know, and some of the motions and sifts are different than when you're in, in practice and what you see and when bullets are flying. And so it's still a work in progress to eliminate, right, uh, the drag at times in terms of IDs, where they're at. But it certainly is, you know, in terms of a benefit. It can be. It can be. I'll just say that. You mentioned that uh, you guys have had explosive plays running. Can you talk about, you know, what you see that's working well and how much do you think it's benefited that this team is a team that is used to running the football well? Well, I think that's a great point. I think that, you know, um, I still don't believe you can control a game if you can't effectively run the football. It's, it's hard to control a game. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's hard to stay ahead of the chains. Um, and we wanted to when we came in, trying to blend um, in terms of the physicality, uh, some semblances of the same run game um, that you could carry over and still be able to kind of do some things schematically to help that. And I think our staff's done a great job of that. And I think there's a comfort level with the players in terms of some of the things that we're doing. That was Todd Munkin. We also talked with the defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. His unit had a great performance last week against the Cleveland Browns. Really dominant game. And he discussed building off of that game this week in Pittsburgh. Again, it seems like every week you're... you're there's a quarterback situation on the other team. There's, you know, someone's injured. You know, how, how much does that affect the game plan when there is some uncertainty at the quarterback position? Uh, probably not as much as you'd expect. Uh, it's hard with path dependence, you know, offensive systems probably taking a, you know, 90 degree right or left turn. Uh, I'd say the timing of how news comes out does affect how you game plan. Like last week was a little bit of a unique situation. Uh, this one's a little same, you know, same idea kind of, but a little bit different. So uh, we're definitely expecting Kenny, and you know, we'll be ready for for, for Mitchell if if he happens to be out there as well. So. Through the season with all the injuries in the secondary, you've seen a lot of guys come in and out pretty seamlessly, in your own words, and a lot of them have attributed that to coaching. Um, what have you seen from your defensive backs coaches and the way they tag team and the way that they present information, um, whether it be in game or off? in practice to their players? I'm, I'm really glad you asked that. I think uh, both Chris uh, Hewitt, Denar Wilson, uh, Brennan Clark, all those guys in that room, just they've done an amazing job. You know, um, they're a little bit different styles of how they go about it. Both, you know, um, definite big personalities, strong personalities, both great football coaches in their own right. And, uh, and I think they just have a great connection with our guys. And, um, and then the players deserve a, lot, deserve a lot of credit too. I mean, guys, I'm thinking of guys like Kevon Seymour coming in and playing nickel and grading really highly uh, over the course of the game and didn't didn't beat an eye, you know, when when he went in there. So uh, all, a lot of credit goes around, goes should be going all around to all those people. But um, yeah, definitely shout out to them. Throughout the off season, I imagine you spent a lot of time thinking, about how do I best use these two incredibly skilled inside linebackers <laughs> that you know because they can do things most inside linebackers can't do in terms of their speed and physicality seeing that and lots of different uh, pressures and also encourages is it like yeah this is what I thought we might be able to do with those two uh it's didn't think if we were being to do this much honestly uh we're putting a lot on their plate 
on a on a per game basis. But I was Zach and I were joking, uh, you know, this week, and he goes, you know, they love it. They you know they want they're asking for it, and and um, I think it shows our trust in them and what we what we can trust them to do on a per week basis. So uh, definitely a lot of credit to Zach and the and uh, Roe and PQ to you know take on you know the weekly game plan what we want them to ask it to do and execute at a high level like you guys are seeing you know on Sundays and and the way they the way that happens is just an everyday approach that they knock out out on the practice field and send it makes you feel good about calling things when uh, those situations come up in a game especially given the number of injuries you've had to kind of overcome elsewhere right is that it meant more too like all right we're going to need more maybe out of you two because because of that situation um yeah you could you might be able to say that i don't think i've thought that specifically but i think that's a fair assessment Roquan's uh, improvement in pass coverage, I mean, he's covering really well. Has, has that opened up more possibilities for you? Uh, I think he's always been a really good cover guy, you know. Um, he, he see, I think I think what how we, he wants to play the routes and how he's done it versus how he's done it in the past has been a little bit of an evolution, and that's definitely probably crystallized over time now. Um, but I, don't, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it's improved. I'd say it's steadily been really, really good. What happened to you? The kind of importance of guys like Jadavian and, and Kyle, uh, when particularly when you lose, you know, you're without a couple guys on the outside in terms of being able to sort of lean on them and their experience and so forth. Well, um, obviously, it's uh, made a big impact on us because you know we can't we run out of guys, so they're able to come in there and and you know obviously do a great job. But you know, I just think it's a credit to uh, Eric and the personnel folks to get them in the building and then our coaches getting them ready to go. I mean, it's not easy to come in and, and uh, play 20 some odd plays. We did with Josh Bynes in 2019 and trust me, that was a, and LJ Ford, it was the same week again. It was against the Steelers at, in Pittsburgh. So, you know, so uh, I can, I understand what that feels like and it's not an easy test. So, um, you know, just credit to everybody around getting ready to go and uh, obviously, you know, being productive on game day. What most strikes you about this rivalry? When you think of Pittsburgh, what do you, especially going there, what do you think of? Man, a lot of thoughts. Um, this 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 organization, this game is defined by how how you are as a Raven is defined in this game. You know, leave it at that. That was Mike McDonald. We also talked with special teams coordinator Chris Horton. Pittsburgh week um, and that's the thing we're trying to just uh, con convey to our players it's like hey man uh, this one this one here speaks for itself so we're just out here we're working hard getting ready uh, to go really just try to play again try to play put another sound game together and try to play our best football up in Pittsburgh questions Ball, it seemed like there might have been some room there. Was that something that you guys just wanted, or was it something that you talked to them maybe there's certain instances where maybe a little more You know, there was, a, there was, I know those two incidents that you're talking about. The first one, oh, let's go back to the first one where that, that ball was punted and it came down. It should have been going to our right, but it kind of faded back to the, cut back to the middle of the field. Uh, I think in his mind, he was thinking, you know what, this is one I could return, but at the last second, he saw the gunner, so he caught, he caught a fair catch. Um, on the next one, he got similar. He got the similar ball, and it happened right away. So he he just assumed, hey, that gunner's right there again. I better fair catch this ball. So he's, in that instance, he's got to make the decision, right? Because uh, we're not out there. And I think uh, 
we saw the frustration from him, like literally on the field. He was like, that was my opportunity. I could have had that one. But you know what? Our number one priority is get the ball back and give it back to our offense. And then everything after that is a positive force. Do you think that was uh, Jordan's best game start to finish? I thought that was uh, Jordan's best game by far. Uh, obviously, uh, consistency, right? One of those things that we talk about, uh, those first, he had seven punts in the game. Those first two, um, you know, obviously he, he would have wanted to have back. But after that, those next five, I mean, they were, they were spot on. And with Jordan, that's where we're trying to, that's where we're trying to get him to consistently. Uh, with, with Randy's out there and Sam out there working on every day, man. Let's just find that consistency uh, in those punts. And, and we see when he does that, man, this guy can, he can flip the field and that's why he's here. Chris, we talked to you the last couple of weeks about some of the challenges that you bring on. Was it too many men in case of it's tough having the personnel together? Did you have a couple guys go down and not everybody knew exactly they were supposed to be on the field? Uh, Jeff, not you know, not to make any excuses, man, because that's our that's our job as uh, as coaches, right? To make sure we handle the substitutions. But that but that was that was kind of part of part of it, right? Uh, we thought we thought we made a sub with a guy, one guy stayed on the field, and then we're trying to get guys off off and on the field. But, you know, those are those are easy fixes if we just communicate throughout the course of the game. So uh, I don't think we should be we should be having that happening again. That was special teams coordinator Chris Horton. You're listening to the Ravens Press Pass podcast. Make sure you leave a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already.